You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 The Buzz. Dot com. Hope everybody's having as wonderful of a weekend as you could possibly have in this situation. If you're a Razorback football fan itself, as we are going to be doing once again, our Razorback devotional here on the podcast, giving my thoughts and opinions, and then going into your thoughts and opinions for the Razorback uh, game against Ole Miss. Uh, man, I don't know how y'all feel about it. And I know we'll get into your comments and exactly how you feel and everything, but Uh, I'm looking at this as not in a certain capacity of anger like I was a week ago. Uh, I'm not angry by this. I'm like, I'm not wanting to fly off the handle and getting so ticked off by it all. It's actually a a different vibe to me. I feel almost into the point of sadness. You know, maybe that's the, the stages that you go through the arc of disappointment when it comes to your sports teams. Because after the A&M game, I was angry this game, I'm just sad. I'm just bummed. I'm just bleh. Because Arkansas loses this game by a one-possession game, uh, once again. Uh, final score, 27-20 there in Oxford. Arkansas had uh, some things I felt like they did really well, some things they obviously did not do well. And uh, we're going to try to break it all down for you as best as we can. But still, just what a... <laughs> What an annoying season this has been so far for Arkansas. They're sitting at two and four, halfway point of the season, folks. Isn't that insane that we are already to the point to where it's six games in? Halfway point of the season, and Arkansas is sitting at two and four. I would have thought before the year started, worst case scenario, they would be three and three. Absolute worst case. But that's not the case. Arkansas is sitting right here at uh, two and four. And essentially the rest of the way, if they even want to make a bowl game, they got to go four and two, which, man, I don't, I don't know how good I feel about that. But in this particular game, in this particular game, it, Arkansas did some really good things, much better than what I thought. I first off want to start with the, we'll start with the, uh, we'll start with the good. I think last time we started with the bad, this time we're going to start with the good. Here's the good. The good is, is that the defense played about as phenomenal as you could ever ask. Well, going up against an Ole Miss offense that has scored at will on pretty much everyone this year besides Alabama, Arkansas's defense did a phenomenal job. They held Ole Miss to total offensive yards of 349 yards. Like some of you may say it and say that and look at it and be like, well, that's not that great. What, you know, what's so special about it? Well, compared to what it has been and what Ole Miss has been doing to other teams too, that's that's absolutely great. I think against Alabama, Ole Miss ended up getting 304 offensive yards against Alabama. And so you're just talking about another 40-some-odd yards against Arkansas, and the defense did a great job of it. Absolutely great job of it. Um, They did a good job with just the total offense. They held Ole Miss in check from really having any major big plays. I mean, there were a few breakdowns here and there. But Jackson Dart only threw for 143 yards and a touchdown. He went 16 to 25. Um. Judkins, who was, you know, Mr. All-Everything, he only finished this game with a total of 18 rushing yards. Or no, that's, sorry, that's a receiving. I was, I was looking at the wrong thing. I was like, that, was not, that can't be right. Uh, he finished with 65 rushing yards. 
Uh, Bentley finished with 94 rushing yards. Jackson Dart with 33 yards. Uh, Watkins had 86 yards for in receiving. Like the defense really did their job. Overall, they really did their job. And I thought that for all intents and purposes, like Arkansas going into this game, I thought it was going to be a high scoring game no matter what. If Arkansas was going to win, it was going to have to be low scoring. And I even made the stupid prediction because it's just me. Um, I was like, well, if Arkansas holds, holds them to under 38 points, I think Arkansas wins the game. Well, they did, but they didn't win the game. So what does that tell you? When the defense did a great job, when the defense did a great job of keeping people in check, he had some really nice plays um, by especially uh, Braxton. Uh, you know, he was a guy, he's a true freshman. He did a lot of good things. Well, besides, well, hold on. I, got, I said I'd do the good first. The defense was great. As good as you could ask. Cam Little's amazing. Like you got to give it a shout out to the kicker once again. Hit a 56-yard field goal and a 26-yard field goal. Cam Little is great. Uh, and also, how about Ty Washington? A guy who had one catch all last season, and it was a touchdown in the end zone against Liber- uh, in the Liberty Bowl against um, Kansas. But he just came out of nowhere and literally was the uh, best offensive weapon Arkansas had yesterday. He finished with seven catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns. Just, just awesome. Awesome performance by Ty Washington at the tight end position since Luke has went down. You were needing somebody else to step up. And he stepped up in a major way. He stepped up in a major way. So really like uh, what Ty Washington brought. I thought Andrew Armstrong had a really good game too. Eight catches for 86 yards. Um, but that's that's really about it. Uh, also, uh, yeah, uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, I thought had a really good game. I know he had that uh, roughing the passer penalty that got called late, but he was doing great. Uh, the defensive line did great. Like, again, I can't complain about the defense, folks. I cannot complain about the defense. I'm not saying it's perfect, but there were really nothing I can say and point to and be like, yeah, this is why it was trash. I I just can't do it. But what we can do, though, is talk about the offense. Because there's there's just so many problems with this. I've gotten to the point where it's like, it's it's gotten worse every single game, I feel like. The offense in general has gotten worse every single game. And Ole Miss defensively is one of the worst defenses in the SEC. Like, really bad. I'm talking about their 12th in pass and and, uh, rush defense and 13th in pass defense. Like, they've been giving up an insane amount of yards and an insane amount of points to everybody. But what has made them successful is that they've had a better offense than everybody else and they've been able to outscore. So, okay. This was the game. This was the game when the offense was supposed to be able to bring it up again and go to another level and say, all right, let's get our confidence back. This defense sucks. That We can run it. We can pass it. We can do whatever we want. This is the time to where we're going to bring our confidence back and be able to have some sort of success. And when the first drive happened for Arkansas, I thought that was going to be the case. Arkansas marched right down the field spent a ton of time off the clock. They ended up being like seven, yeah, seven minutes and 46 seconds in, the, in their first drive. They just boom, 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 boom down the field. Uh, Ty Washington got the three-yard touchdown pass. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. They've gotten it figured out. They're going to be able to, to, to get the offense going, be able to score some points in different ways, and maybe you can get into a shootout. But that's not what happened. 
In fact, that's not what happened whatsoever. Arkansas was only able to have two more touchdowns scored, or two touchdowns scored total, both of them being from Ty Washington. And the rest of the time, you just, you know, you had a, a team that looked all out of sorts. They tried to mix up the offensive line in the in the beginning of the game, uh, going into it because we heard that they were moving, you know, Kudas to center. Uh, you know, they were moving Latham out to tackle. Um, you know, they, they were trying to do something different. And that was terrible. That was awful. That did not work whatsoever. Like, it, that was just, it was not a thing that was working. So you had problems with that. Um, you could not get the rushing going at all. In fact, a team like Arkansas, who has been so good at running the ball effectively for years, years, finished this game. I, I, this is going to make me sick even mentioning it. 29 carries for 36 yards. Disgusting. Disgusting. That's net yards. 36 yards. Net. Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson, and Rashad Dabinian were the only teams that are only players that ran the ball in this game. That's an average of 1.2 yards a carry. The offensive line got whipped by a defensive front by Ole Miss. That's not good. And then in the passing game, you know, you had a, again, you had a, you had a good thing going for Ty Washington and Andrew Armstrong and all of that. But KJ Jefferson just didn't, he didn't look, he didn't look right. He got sacked five times. He went 25 of 39 for 250 yards and two touchdowns and had two interceptions. And his two interceptions were horrible, horrible throws. Just uncharacteristic, awful decisions. Like the first throw he had, I, I must have not seen the Ole Miss defender. That's the only thing I can explain because it went right to him. And maybe he was blending in with the field. I don't know. But just extremely uncharacteristic things. So the offensive line's bad. The rushing attack's bad. Um, KJ struggled, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm once I see the team and the offense go a little bit more, I start to feel like this is like again we all have our theories and opinions on all of that, but I want to I want to clear it up in, in this regard. I want to say this about my theory of what the offense is and why it's having such a problem because no, it's no longer a wait until they work out of it. No, it's it's bad. We're six games in. The offense is bad. It, it's even regressed in some ways. So here is my theory. Here's my opinion. Y'all can agree with it or not. Here is my problems with what the Arkansas offense is showing right now. The problem is, I believe you have a conundrum of things all being bad, or at least a bad combination of a lot of things all at once. First off, you have a new offensive coordinator in Dan Enos, which, hallelujah, my man actually ran a QB sneak and it worked. <laughs> Who would have guessed? So that's number one. You have a new offensive coordinator in Dan Enos who's come in who has a little bit of a different philosophy and slower developing plays for his offense, which makes it bad when you have an offensive line that is not good. Has a lot of inexperienced guys, doesn't have high-quality offensive linemen, uh, has, has been dealing with an injury with Devin Manuel, and you have an issue to where those long-developing plays can't work at all because the offensive line has to hold blocks or open up holes to which they can't do. And so then it makes the offense tremendously out of sorts and ugly and gross. And then on top of all that, 
you're going to throw in the team losing complete and total confidence in what they're doing. And to me, that's one of the biggest things. I'm, this, is, this is not something I've heard or that I'm reporting. This is just my opinion. I believe that Arkansas's offense and those players have lost confidence in what they're trying to do because they it, it's not working. KJ's lost confidence in his arm and in his playmaking ability because of the offensive line not being able to block. Rocket Sanders and the, and the, and the running backs don't have any faith in the offense and what they're running and the play calling that they have, as well as the offensive philosophy that's been put there to where they're not getting any sort of success. The wide receivers don't have faith that whenever they turn their routes and they're supposed to be wide open, that KJ is going to be able to make a throw to them in a timely manner because he's going to be uh, either on his backside or there's going to be a lot of people running after him. Like There are all of those things that are all happening at once. And then on top of it with the whole cherry is that this is the worst stretch in the schedule that you could possibly have, and they're all being games on the road. It's all just a conundrum, an entire compilation of awful things piling up at once, and this is the result that you're getting. I was somebody that was very high on, um, I was very high actually on Danios. I was. I believe that because of the quarterback development that he was able to do, and able to be, that maybe he could make KJ into a player that would take that next step and that next level. I thought that the offensive line would be able to be at least serviceable just because of the fact that Cody Kennedy and Sam Pittman have done, for the most part, a pretty good job of putting together an offensive line. Uh, all these things together is what I believe. But then you start to see that, you know what, maybe the Dan Enos project is not at all fitting for what Arkansas needed I think the offensive line in, in, in the recruiting and the transfer portals and what they've done have obviously not worked out. They don't have players that are ready for this level of competition. And when you have all that coming together, you got a team that's lost confidence. You have an offense that's lost confidence. Like if I'm an offensive player on that team, are any of us going to be feeling good about whatever play calls coming up? Like seriously, it, it, like, and I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for KJ. I feel bad for Rocket. I feel bad for the offense in general because I feel like they know that they have Dudes, they know that they have high-quality players that can at least be able to, to make something happen with it. But for whatever reason, they just don't. They just don't. I think the 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 fast, quick-moving offense is what KJ and this offense was built around. And you have someone in Dan Enos is just not that. Trying to put almost square pegs in round holes. And so it's been bad. This is bad. And I, I know going four and two the rest of the way to even make a bowl game, I just don't see it. I don't see it. You're not beating Bama. I mean, maybe you beat Mississippi State, maybe you beat Auburn, maybe you beat FIU, and maybe you beat Missouri. Maybe like those aren't even guarantees. And that's only what three wins that you need four. If you beat Mississippi State, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri, those are the, you're probably going to be your four best bets. Maybe in a Florida, depending on which game you are. But that's it. Like. It's just I don't think he's making a bowl game this year. And I cannot believe that we we're here at this point. But the offense is broken, plain and simple. And also, have we ever seen, and we'll get to your comments here in a bit, but have we ever seen anything like this? Where last year's Arkansas offense was so good, it won Arkansas games, but the defense was so atrocious that it cost them games to go 
completely reversal to where now the defense is actually the best part of this team and keeping them in games, and it's the offense that is completely and totally holding this team back. I would have never guessed that this would happen. I've never seen anything like that. Like Razorback fans, you know, you know about some of these offenses that have been around. Like, there's been times where it's always been one or the other, and that's how it feels again this year. It's like, how? How did it get to this point? Like, is it as simple as just saying that if, if Kendall Brawls was the offensive coordinator still, then it'd all be fine? I don't know if it's that simple. Because with the way the offensive line looks, how can I say that it'd be as easy as that? I don't know. I don't know. But it's not good. It's not good. And I did not really want to have a mid-October situation to where I'm just kind of, whatever. But that's how I am. I mean, you're not beating Bama. Shoot. So who are you going to beat? Is Sam Pittman going to keep his job? Is Dan, or is it going to be a case where he has to fire everybody and clean house? I don't know. I really don't know. But it's sad. We'll get to your comments, folks. I know you got a lot of them. Keep those comments coming in the chat. Uh, but first, hey, listen, we got to talk about your game changer for the week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like, and I know there's a lot of different guys I can go with, but much like Ty Washington, for the Arkansas Razorbacks, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game, and they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And here's the thing. With Ty Washington and what the game he was able to have, stepping up with Luke has, being out, having two touchdowns, having nearly 100 yards receiving, he's that dude, right? He is that dude, and he needs to play a lot more. Just like Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game, they take non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, with their brews being great-tasting and award-winning and beat out the full-strength beers and global competitions. No hangovers. You can find athletics in the store, online, or around bars in the entire country. It's that simple. So you can find their brewers at a store near you, or you can buy, buy online at athleticbrewing.com. For first-time customers, just use promo code LOCKEDON. You get 15% off your online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com, near beer, exclusions and conditions do apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's get to some of your comments, folks, here on the live stream, and we'll react to some of them. I'll try to get, again, try to get to what I can. Um, some of them are ridiculous, and I can't even read them. Uh, some of them I'd love to read, but I can't, even though they're really funny. Uh, so let's get to some of those comments. Uh, My Bad Adventure says, well, at best, I think we're going to go 4-8, and eight, and now Mississippi State is the only possibility for an SEC win. Sad that Missouri is definitely looked upon as a better program with the tool of a coach like Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it does suck because I feel like you have the talent. You have the talent to go seven and five, eight and four this year. You did. You do. Even with the offensive line is bad, like you do have the talent for it. You could still find a way. Losing to BYU though was it. That, that's what changed it all. Because I even think if you were three and three right now, like no one's feeling great. But it's like, okay, well we're three and three. We just got to go three and three the way. But now you got to make up the game somewhere, and I don't know where you're going to make it up. Uh, let's see, uh, Mike and him say just a bad idea to radically change an offense that allowed the best in so many athletes to come out. I, I get you. That's kind of where I'm at too. It feels like the offense just doesn't fit and no one's comfortable with it. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. KJ Jefferson is not comfortable. You can tell he's not comfortable. You can tell the linemen aren't comfortable. You, you can tell no, nobody's comfortable in that offense. And it hasn't been all year long. 
Caden says, uh, to keep Travis Williams next year, I think he should definitely be considered for a head coach. If we end up getting rid of Pittman, I definitely couldn't definitely see a possibility of him leaving or not. Well, I don't want to get crazy. Like, again, we don't need, I, I understand where you guys are at and bringing up names and whatnot, but I, I, I'm really reserved about going in as far as who I like to see a head coach of Arkansas when you still got a half a season left and it doesn't mean Sam Pittman's getting fired. Now, if it looks inevitable that he's going to get fired or that they're moving on, then let's have a discussion. But right now, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Chad says, have to establish the run to use play action. Our line is trash, yet play action constantly. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can't, if you can't do certain things and stop doing it, it should have been recognized, and this is what I feel like Enos has failed at, or at least the offensive staff has failed at. If you can't recognize what strengths you have as a team and as a personnel and utilize those strengths to be able to make your team really good, then you're not the guy for the job. You're not an offensive coordinator that needs to be out there coaching up these guys. Like, I, I, I Again, you can change it up the way you be, but if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm walking into a new job, I'm like, I'm going to see what I got, and then I'm going to utilize and be, make these my strengths. Like, I'm going to do that. That would just be me. Uh, Mad Bite says, lay off, KJ. John has been in love with him for years. I like him. I just think he's a weak mind when he, things don't go his way. No, I, I'm not blaming KJ. I'm not blaming KJ. KJ hasn't played well. But I think this is more of an offensive philosophy and a Dan Enos issue than I think it is KJ. KJ just didn't suddenly suck. Like, if you look at the numbers, like he's going to end up – he does now, actually. He's going to end up breaking every single record in the University of Arkansas and, and, and a quarterback has ever had. You don't suck doing that. Like his completion percentage has been through the roof up until this year. They just didn't suddenly suck. So I, I would even understand it or feel it if this was his first year or if it was his second year and he regressed. But KJ Jefferson is a great quarterback, but he's just not being helped out by his offensive philosophy. Uh, let's see. Leon says your analysis is spot on. Thanks, Leon. I have my moments. Uh, American SEO and Web LLC. Oh, I'll take the name, whatever. Uh, it says the coaches just cannot inspire any of these players. They have no game plan whatsoever long-term to make this program a success. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think that the inspiration... Well, let's, re, let's go back, okay? I will give a lot of credit to, the, to Sam Pittman and to the staff in this regard. The team does give a lot of effort. They do play hard. And, you know, say what you want about Pittman... And it's about wins and losses, so it's not giving any moral victories or anything, but the team plays hard and they play for Sam Pittman and they play for this coaching staff. And I think that that is something where it's not like the Chad Morris days where everyone's just like, yeah, you know, screw this guy. We're done. It's not that. I mean, they're still fighting. They're still fighting. It's just they're not they're not having it work. They're not playing smart. They're not doing – I mean, because you had – something I didn't even bring up in this one. He's like, you Arkansas once again had 10 penalties in this game. 10 penalties. I think it was half of them or over half of them going on the offensive line. Pre-snap penalties, false starts, like legal motion, stuff like that. Yeah, just dumb. Arkansas went five for five in the red zone, but three of five for touchdowns, two of five for field goals. Got sacked five times. Ole Miss didn't commit a turnover, which I know some Arkansas has been able to benefit from, but they did not do that. Hmm. Yeah, 10 penalties for 70 yards. 10 penalties for 70 yards. Unreal. Well, actually, I'm sorry, I read the wrong one. Arkansas was three for three for the red zones, two of three for touchdowns, one for a field goal. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Mike and him says, appreciate Sam, but he is the rejuvenate the program, Arkansas pride coach, just not to take him to the next level, coach. I mean, it, you, you can't, again, you can't regress. You can't go from nine wins to seven wins to possibly like four or five wins. You just can't do it. Especially in this year when the SEC seemed like it was a really open conference. Just can't do it that way. Let's see. Uh, Christopher says, how is Pittman supposed to be an offensive line guru? And in year four, your O-line sucks. What a joke. Kennedy is trash too. I, you know, I think that that's probably the biggest disappointment. There's a lot of them. But the biggest dif- disappointment to me is that the offensive line is bad. And I've said before, I like Cody Kennedy. Um, I've had personal dealings with Kennedy, personal conversations with Kennedy, and I really like him as a, as a, as a human being. Um, in fact, uh, I know he has uh, reached out to me at times when things have happened. So I just, I've, I've always been appreciative of that. But it is disappointing to see that the one thing that I felt like I could say when Sam Pittman was hired as head coach, I was like, man, at least the offensive line's always going to be good. And to not see it be good, I that to me is just, it's I, almost mind-numbing. Because here's the thing, if you had a good offensive line right now, think about this. If you had a good offensive line right now, I think even with the Enos offense, you would still be probably 4-2. and two. Probably. But... Like, if you can't get in a good offensive line, none of this stuff's going to matter. It doesn't matter what the play calls are going to be. Brittany says, to see the importance of an offensive line, see 2023 Arkansas Razorbacks. I honestly think we could be 5-1 and one going to Tuscaloosa if we can have a decent offensive line. Nope, 2-4. and four, It's pathetic. Yeah, just look at that. Great minds thinking alike, Brittany. 5-1, um, and one, I don't know. I think you would have for sure beaten BYU. I don't know if you would have beaten LSU because I, I, your offense actually played good against LSU. But you would have beaten Ole Miss. I just, I just don't think you're going to be A&M no matter what. So, uh, Michael says, Pittman didn't get the O-line recruits we needed, and Enos isn't working out. Defensive hires are killing it with this roster, no bowl in sight. Pittman has to see the smoke billowing under his seat. Yeah, and that's kind of another thing where, you know, our, Sam Pittman has had to make some hires before, and these were his first coordinator hires that he had to make since being hired after Barry Odom and um, Kendall Bryles left. And I think he nailed the defensive staff hires. He nailed them. I think that they're great. I love this defensive staff. But the whole uh, Danny Nos deal, maybe with all the uh, problems where you have guys that are, you know, maybe guys that were retained from the previous offensive staff, because all the guys are the same except for Danny Nos. Same O-line coach. I guess the tight end coach, too, is different. Um, same wide receiver coach, same, t- uh, same offensive line coach, same running backs coach. So... Diana says, do you think Rocket is healthy? Our run game is missing him, but why? No, I think Rocket is healthy. I just think that the offensive line and the the play calling and, and the setup of everything is just not being beneficial to him. Like, it, it's it's bad. There's nothing wrong with Rocket or Dabinian or A.J. Green or any of those guys or K.J. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. It's just the offensive line when you can't block. No, it doesn't matter what you do. And I still believe that that was the biggest difference in 2015 when Dan Enos was the offensive coordinator for Arkansas is that he had an offensive line that was elite, like three, probably what, four offensive linemen that played in the NFL. And Mitch Smothers was the center who was really good too. So it doesn't matter, you know, how good it may be. I think, and again, this is just, I never want to do the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. 
But I think that if Kendall Bryles was still the offensive coordinator, would the offense be as good as it was last year? I don't know because of the offensive line issues. But for KJ, for Rocket, for all the wide receivers, for all of them, I think the offense would be a lot more productive. A lot more productive right now. Uh, Nico says, but if we did beat Bama, what would they say we need to do due to past performance? The D could stand up to Bama, but offense is going to start scoring 40 and in. I mean... If if you if you if you if you beat Bama like Sam Pittman's coming to be your head coach again next year regardless of what happens the next year I I before that I before that um, but yeah we'll we'll get to more of your comments folks I know we got a lot of them too and I appreciate everybody watching in and listening in but uh, real quick I tell you though passion drive patience what brings the home winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive with eBay Motors they have everything that you need to maintain your vehicle. And leveled up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kilts, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Uh, Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, with all the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, continuing on with it, uh, we'll try to get to more of the comments too, folks. And again, appreciate all of you uh, watching in. And if you haven't subscribed to the Locked On Razorbacks YouTube page, please be able to do so. It really makes my heart happy uh, when we do those things. Uh, Vince says, for once in my 40 years, I would love to see the Hogs win a chip. 40 years of the same old song. Yeah, wouldn't we all there, Vent? Wouldn't we all? Uh, Jeremiah says we have the talent this year to, and we have a good defense. We have the wide receivers, quarterbacks and running back this year should have been the year of the Razorbacks to get over the hump because the SEC is wide open. It just feels like a wasted season. I'm with you. It's starting to feel like, um, man, and this is really going to get me in trouble because I've said this many times before and you know how I feel about him, but this is feeling like a Houston nut type of year where you have talent, you have talent and the coaching and the lack or just like one thing is like keeping it held back from having a great year. So if I'm saying that, there you go. Um, you know, it's bad. Uh, Luke says, Cam Little's the only thing making me proud at the moment. Yeah. Cam Little's been awesome. I mean, dude's just killing it. He's probably going to be all sec at this rate. Uh, let's see. Uh, heartbroken hog says, unbelievable how bad this O-line is a year four under Pittman. Yep. Ice Cold Mint Julep says, Luke has is a huge loss. KJ needs that outlet. Yeah, he is, but still, you shouldn't have to shouldn't have to rely on a freshman tight end to be able to be your reason why your offense is struggling. Uh, Addison, who is, I guess, an Ole Miss fan, says, y'all played better yesterday, best I've seen in a while. Great. Yeah, thank you. We're all about those moral victories here. <laughs> oh, man. BMD says Bama next. Joy. Yeah. How about that? As if things couldn't get any worse. Just uh, taking on Alabama there in Tuscaloosa. I know we talked about it, dude, but this schedule sucks. Like, this stretch was trash. 
I even talked about it. I was like, okay, well, maybe they'll find some ways to like, no, like this has been horrible. Like Arkansas is still this Saturday is not going to be in Fayetteville. They're not going to be in Fayetteville for another two weeks. And with Arkansas entering that game at two and seven, which is more than likely what they're going to be. I don't know what the attendance is going to look like. Man. Uh, let's see. Kane says Ole Miss's defense was much improved because they just looked where KJ was looking. I'd say, yeah, the Ole Miss defense is pretty improved in that game because of Arkansas's offense. I think it's more so than that. Um, Vince says it's a Chad Morris feeling for me. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm not trying to come down on you, but seriously, folks, I the Chad Morris comparisons stop. Chad Morris was was getting embarrassed by everybody by a huge margin. Like, say what you want about Sam Pittman, but they're being competitive and they're, I mean, the BYU game, you lost by a touchdown, you lost by three to LSU and you lost by seven in this game. I'm not saying you still lost, so it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying like Chad Morris was getting smoked by North Texas. <laughs> so I, I don't want to hear that. Like Chad Morris is, it's, there's so much more worse than that. So much more worse than that. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody's bringing up Chad Morris, then you don't remember the Chad Morris days. Again, this feels more like the Houston nut years to me of a, like those years where they had a lot of talent. They would go, oh, for October. Remember those years? Oh, for October. That's probably what Arkansas is going to end up being at this rate. That's what it feels more like to me, not Chad Morris. Uh, let's see. I wonder if these guys aren't picking up the Eno system. Seems like KJ is often direct people, which has also led to untimely timeouts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone looks lost. No one looks confident. It looks like it's just the, the signals aren't coming in right. Enos has not been, you know, doing the things he's supposed to be doing. And I guess I give him credit for doing the QB sneak, but it's just like, wow, see, it worked. It worked. Wow. Who would have guessed? She actually did what people have been begging you to do. They would actually work out. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I'm sad, though. It, it's, I'm more sad than now because it's at the point where unless some miracle happens, this team's not going to make a bowl game. They're not going to make postseason. And with that being said, and if that doesn't happen, 100-year check has a huge decision in front of him. You know, does he keep believing in Sam Pittman? And then just maybe have a huge turnover in staff? Or does he make a change at the head coaching position? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the surefire right answer is right now. But you got six games left. It's the easiest part of your schedule, minus Bama. But the final five games of your season is, without a doubt, the easier games that you've had this year. So, yeah. Again, it goes back to, uh, I'll say this, and we can end on this note. It's about having all these things go wrong or go badly all at the same time where you have a new offensive coordinator that does not fit to what the offense has with a bad offensive line where you have the toughest stretch of your schedule all on the road and you have an offense that's lost confidence in itself and the playmakers don't believe in it. No one really feels comfortable in it and the result just continues to mount and mount and mount and I just don't know what, like, what the answer is. I don't know what the just simple solution would be. People can talk about, oh, we just fire Sam Pittman. But, okay, but like that's nothing. That's not a simple thing. So, anyways, Razorback fans are going to be mad, frustrated. I am too. But I um, guess we'll see what they do against Bama. Can't wait.
But appreciate all of you guys uh, watching in and listening in. Great stri- live stream. I want to see how many letter numbers we're looking at, especially since it was a new thing. Um, yeah, did really good with that. Did really good with that. Uh, Lance says Cody Cody Kennedy is not the issue. It's Enos Kennedy was capable last year. I, yeah, I agree, but at the same time, like the recruiting of the offensive lineman is awful and has been bad. Like you should you should not have as weak of an offensive line depth problem like right now like you do and you do it's bad so that that i do put at the feet of cody kennedy and sam Pittman. you should have had more players you should have had better recruiting and offensive linemen or at least hit the portal a lot stronger when the offensive line uh leon says for the pit for Pittman to keep his job the ad will tell him to get rid of some of the offensive coaches maybe but then you think about if you're hunter your check with that new schedule and that new season coming up next year is anybody going to feel confident going into the year about like the season, so anybody going to be pumped up and excited? If you go four and eight this year, even if you fire offensive coaches, and then you got like Rocket leaves and then KJ leaves and like all this stuff, I mean, is anybody going to be like super pumped? I don't think so. But, anyways, appreciate all of you watching, listening, all that good stuff. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On Razorbacks. Please be nice of you to do, as we have a lot of fun on the podcast. It's the number one Razorback podcast in the world for a reason. Because we're consistent, it's daily, and we have fun. And we talk about the things that we know you know all about. So either way, appreciate all of you watching in, listening in. Have a great rest of your weekend, folks. We'll see you then, all right? Have a good one.